thine engine juices must be interchanged. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Loud Pipes. Grab a beverage and join us as we talk about all things relating to motorcycles, the riding experience, and other motoring adventures. And now your host for this episode, Rich Warfield, John Maracle, and Brother Bacon. Loud Pipes, episode 195. It's ADV time. Bacon's got his new bike. Talking all about that. John's back recovering from the COVID. Or was he? I'm fresh off a track day. We'll be talking about that. Good fun, good times all around. Johnny John, Spider Silk, the recovering riding fool. How are you, man? I am doing better, my friend. I'm glad to be here tonight. Ready for whatever fun bacon's going to bring out. Whatever the night may bring. So how are you feeling? And and do you have the COVID or just a little touch of the flu? Uh, no COVID after two negative tests. But uh, I guess it was the flu and it was pretty not... Um, it was not fun, my friend. It was gnarly. Gnarly. You said your bones hurt. <laughs> That's what John was saying. He's like, man, my bones hurt. I was like, yeah, ah, that, was, that sounds painful. Yeah, the first the first uh, kind of few days. It was the, the interesting thing I'll say is it went in phases. And uh, it was like a different phase. Like, you know, I had chills, but no fever. And then I like had these like bone aches that just like ache. Mm. I mean, it was just so were they multiplying your chills? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just kind of progress along. So and then last week, last Monday was the worst was um nauseous. Stomach pain, abdominal pain, and just a major head pain. You were almost on a roll for the Pepto Bismol commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so it was not fun. So if I had the flu, it's uh it's done now. Yeah. It's done, it's over with. I still have some head congestion and a little bit of congestion, but that's slowly working its way out. But well you, I'm you able generally to have some pretty rough allergies anyway, so you always have that kind of to deal with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of where I thought it started off as, is I actually thought it was kind of a sinus allergy issue, but it didn't. It just progressed into something even more every day. Like I said, I feel bad and then I'd like get better a little bit for a few hours. And then the next morning I wake up and some other symptoms showed up. Huh. So it was like all different stages of. So you got memory loss too? <laughs> huh? What? What's your name? <laughs> who are you we just want to know did anything last for more than four hours that's the main problem because <laughs> you always have to contact your doctor if anything lasts longer than four hours <laughs> oh yeah um no no <laughs> or at least let, let natalie know yeah right the doctor's the last person i'm calling <laughs> right <laughs> right all right before we make it a non-pg show are you drinking anything johnny john Water. Water. Good man. Good man. I'm the man. Yourself. Uh, Let's see. I have a battle of Sierra Nevada's finest handcrafted pale ale. And I thought it was the 20th anniversary bottles, but I guess they're done with those. I done finished that 12 pack and now I'm on my second. 
<laughs> tonight? No, no, not today, but <laughs> recently. <laughs> mm. Damn, it's only Monday, but damn, some people take it harder than others. Hey, you know, some Mondays are worse than others, right? Enjoy. So, Brother Bacon. Hey, what, hey, hey. What say you? What drink you? Well, I be doing well, sir. And I am drinking. Oh, so I was scared of this at first. So the Voodoo Rangers. I've never known a you new one. to be scared of a Voodoo Ranger. Well, 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 well. Do you remember last year when we went on our little scouting trip for this year's meet? I do. I was a good time. Do you remember that beer I brought you? That Voodoo Ranger I brought you? Oh, yeah. You, you suck for that, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. That thing was so crazy, right? So crazy. I mean, just pallet wrecking hop just bananas. Just destroy yourself, right? Yeah. So I found a new one. I was like, God bless. I have to try it. <laughs> I just have to. But I'm scared of it. And it's a higher plane IPA. Oh, no. How many? How many IBUs? Um, it does not say. Oh boy! <laughs> it, well, if you have to ask, if you have to ask, it's probably not for you. But here's what scared me about it. So what you had was, I believe it was like seven. It was a uh, seven on the um, alcohol. Yeah, it was like seven point two on the alcohol count. Yeah, it was a. This is an eight point five. Oh, good night. <laughs> it's like one and done. So I was really scared of it. But I had one the other night because it comes in a 12 ounce can. Proper. Proper. All right. How is But it? I'll tell you what. Oh my God. This thing is so smooth and it's so wonderful. Find it, get it, enjoy it. How they can make those high gravity, high alcohol, smooth drinking IPAs is beyond me. I don't know either, but. It is flipping amazing. Because it is a hazy imperial IPA. Oh, it is an imperial. Okay. All right. All right. So yeah, no, this thing's this thing is amazing. And yeah, I think you'll I think you'll like it. Like you're not gonna like it like you like your <laughs> taste bud wrecking. <laughs> what IPA. was that thing called? I forgot the name of it. Hop Avenger I, or it, something. It, it was I think so. I think that was the Hop Avenger. Either way. Yeah, ridiculous. that thing was that thing was nuts, and yeah, you couldn't even taste another IPA for another year. Oh, that I remember going down and asking for a pale ale, what I'm drinking right now, and I was like, "Oh, something's wrong." I think they they gave me an amber or something. <laughs> they gave me they gave me a flipping Bud Light on this. Is that thing. A Yingling? There's no hops in this thing. <laughs> All right, before we turn it into a beer show, new topics. It's so beautiful. So, Brother Bacon now has in his possession a brand spanking new Yamaha Tana to the Ray T700. 700! Which we're just going to call the T7 because that's a way cooler name. Oh, it's so nice. Makes you, makes you think it's like, like you're in, um, what is that, um, the Terminator. Right. 
So first, so first question, I, so you were held up from getting the bike for a while. So yes. you've had plenty of weeks to just salivate over it and build wow. up the anticipation. Oh my God. First thought, as soon as you saw it, when you walked in. I was in love all over again. <laughs> I like think I'm in love. In fact, um, I believe, I believe, <clears throat> I believe he, he, like after my, after what I've written so far, uh, in the slack, I told Jed's, I was like, yeah, I think I'm in love. Mm. Better not tell the wife. Oh, <laughs> now th- this is an interesting progression though. So sportster Dinah, and of course you have your, your dad's Cholo glide, yep. which is always still there, I guess. Yep. Always still there. So what, what was the spark then? Like what got you thinking? man, I need something like this. Like how far back do you think that started? Um, it was a couple of years ago. Uh, we started talking about the Alaska trip at the moment with the motor, nobodies. Right. And it just seemed like, just like fun to just do some fun off road, be able to just, Hey, I'm traveling down a road. There's a dirt road. Let's, let's see where that way. goes. Let's go that way. Yeah. Let's see where that goes. And so I've been just, you know, so I've been pondering it, you know, and at first it was like, oh, it was all coming from Harley's. I was like, oh yeah, the bigger the engine, the better. So you're like 1290, baby, get out the way. Well, my first one that I really loved was actually the Triumph Tiger 1200. Mm -hmm. You know, then you start watching reviews and you're like, okay, well, like it's, it can handle, but it's not like great. You know, weight-wise, you're going to be like, okay, well, that's going to be a buttload of crap to pick up. It's going to be fantastic off the road, but then it's going to get a little heavy. Right. You know, then I started looking at the BMW because my wife was like, oh, well, if you get that, you know, that's a pretty bike. So if I get, so if you get that, I'll ride with you. Because she doesn't currently ride with me whatsoever. Mm. So I started thinking about that. I was like, okay, well, let's go ahead and do that. That's some incentive. Yeah. Yeah. So then I turned around and I said, you know, I was like, okay, you know, about a month, month and a half later, I was like, well, are you still looking at, you still think you'd ride? She's like, absolutely not. <laughs> no. So I was like, okay, well, screw that $25,000 payment. Right. Yeah. I'll get me something for 10 grand. Right. Exactly. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go definitely lighter. But then I started looking at KTMs. You know, I like the 1290, the 1290, it's an ugly ass damn bike, but damn, you know, what it's capable of doing. I was like, Ooh, that could be fun. But I think, but then you, I, start, I think you really then kind of got your heart set on the 1090. Well, okay. Right? So, so, so it actually went down. Right. Because, um, so I went from the 1290, then I went down, you know, I, I started looking at the 1190. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, that's a bit too old. They're not making it anymore, so eh, let's go ahead and go with the 1090. Well, about the time I was about ready to start looking into actually buying the 1090, they stopped making it for the 790. So I was like, well, crap, they only made that bike for like three years. So parts are going to be really bad to come by. And then I started really looking to service and stuff like that, and I was like, no, absolutely not. I'm not going KTM at all. So I started really looking at the Triumph 800. 
Still a triple, but smaller bike. Right. Smaller bike, still very off-road capable. People love it as an ADV. And uh, so I really looked really hard at that. And um, the thing that actually turned me off the most about the 800 actually wasn't anything to do with the bike itself. It was my local dealer. Uh, just the not willing to work with you, a little stuck up. Yeah. No, I went to go ride one. I want to go, I want to go ride one. And, um, one of those and the seven nineties, like I didn't even look at, I I wasn't even looking at riding the, the 1290 and they were like, Oh yeah, no, no, no. We can't let you go ride today because it's raining. It had been done raining for well over four hours. Roads were pretty much dry. And they were just looking at me, just like, eh, whatever. You're not going to buy anything. Not a way to sell bikes, people. Exactly. So I was like, and that's my local Triumph dealer. Like, there is nobody else around that sells a Triumph. Right. It's like, if I want a Triumph, I'm here. Like, I'm not exactly. cross-shopping you with five other dealers. No, exactly. So, it, so, so apart from them, I'd have to go down to Chattanooga. And you go... Well, I would say Knoxville is a long ways away from you, right? A lot farther yeah. than... Yeah, Chattanooga is all of like an hour and a half, two hours. Gotcha. Whereas Knoxville is closer to two to three. So I was just like, yeah, no, no, I'm, no, I'm just... Triumph. I, if, if I have to deal with a Triumph dealer, and this is the one I have to deal with in town, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm out. I'm done. At least on the Harley side, you have a couple. Yeah, I've got like three. But the is Boswell the closest for you? Yes, Boswell's is yeah. the closest for me. And you've and, had nothing but and good I, experiences there. I love them to death. In fact, I know the owner. And by far one of the best Harley dealerships because it's a family owned. Yeah. It's one of the few family owned in the United States. Nice. So... Like yeah, like they're the one of the best Harley dealerships ever to go to. But no, yeah. Right, well, so uh, I so want to come went, back. Oh, sorry, I was gonna say I want to come back to the bike, but I got I got to dig one more. I have one okay. more dig, and then we can finish that and get back to the bike. So dig. We're gonna bring Johnny John in here. So yeah, John, how many hours of the Dakar Rally do you think he watched <laughs> to get him sucked in? To get himself sucked in. I don't know. He's watching a lot of that. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but we've talked about it before. Of of all the bikes that they're putting out now like this, I think the Africa Twin was tops for that style, but this one has, has surpassed that. Oh, easily. This has got easily. the look in spades. Unless you go aftermarket. I'm not I'm just I'm just talking, you know, out out of the crate and into your garage. This one nails it. Oh, this one easily nails it. The biggest problem with the T7 currently is production and getting it out to people. And getting one, yeah. Like, okay, so um, back in, I'll tell you this right now since I already have this. Mm -hmm. So I I currently have the ceramic ice, which is the uh, black, blue, and white version. Looking at it now. Which was the uh, pretty much like the concept version that they had. Yeah. Which is how I fell in love with the bike. When the concept pictures started to roll out. 
Yeah. I was like, man, that is, that's really just a sexy looking bike. Ceramic ice. So when I, um, so when they announced what they were actually selling in the U S cause I was like, okay, they're going to sell different colors than what they have in the UK, which always sucks because then you get, you get, you get gypped out of like one an, of your favorite colors. You get an odd color every year and then maybe black, but the one you really wanted was in Europe. And so, they won't sell it here. And, right. And, you, and you're ready to buy now. And then of course, by the time you buy one, then they bring that color next year. <laughs> yep, exactly. So Yamaha, thankfully, did not do that, right? They're like, okay, every color that goes to the UK is actually coming to the US. They only had three colors. You had the ceramic ice, which was the original color Onset. scheme. Yeah. The um, intensity white, which is intensity white, which is a which is the white with the red, a little red. Yep. And then the matte black. And so me coming from the Harley background, I was like, oh, yeah, give me that matte black. <laughs> you know, I, I really like that. I really like that idea. You know, I just yeah. like, like that all black. And then I was just going to adorn it with little bits of white, yeah. you know, white crash bars, um, just white bits here and there, just to give it little pops. But I think as, as much as I, I rag on Yamaha sometimes for the color matching wheels, the blue ones on yours really do set it off. They really do. That's such a better look than, because the black one is very plain. And could you imagine gold on that? Gold wheels? I I think gold wheels on that would look a little weird. On the matte black one? No, 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 no. On the uh, ceramic ice. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I take gold wheels on the matte black all day. Oh, yeah, no, 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 because that would work in with the front forks. Yeah, same, as long as they were the same tint as the forks and they weren't like, you know, show, show off gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they weren't grill gold, we're okay. So I ordered my fucking T7, right? I'm part, pardon me on that. <laughs> Edit one. <laughs> Edit one. No. So I ordered my T7 on, in uh, late June, early July. Mm. That far back. Yes. I didn't expect that. Oh, no, no. I knew it. I knew it back then. In fact, I knew it before then. Well, no wonder nobody guessed anything other than a T7. <laughs> well, no, I knew it before then. The thing is, um, so I had called in February, I believe it was, to my local dealer, to one of my, lo- to one of my local dealers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, put me on the list. You know, call me when this bike goes up. When you get one, send me one. No, 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 not when you get one. When you get in, when you are have the ability to order this bike, I want to be on that list. Nice. Well, guess what they did not do? Oh, no. They did not call me. That was back in March when that first order went through. I would have had my bike in June or July. Oh, that's awful. And it could have been any color that I wanted. I would have had it. So did you end up ordering it through them or someone else? I said, well, you guys did not even give me a call. So I went to another dealer. As you should. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, no, no, we'll put your order in uh, $250 down as a deposit. And here you go. And, you know, we'll let you know. Well, 
time starts to run in and I'm like, okay, we get to the end of September and they're like, we should know something by end of September. It gets into October. I'm like, um, it starts getting into October. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, and uh, I, where's the bike? I'm like, um, so what's going on? They're like, um, well, at the beginning of October, like, well, the bikes just shipped. It's like, okay. So we should have them by the end of October. I was like, well, crap. Well, there goes the, you know, there goes the loud pipes meetup. There goes the meetup surprise, which would have been epic. Oh, that would have been an epic meet. Right. Um, like just me just pulling up and you guys have been like, what is that? <laughs> well, we know what it is, but what are you doing with it? What is that? But no, um, so I was like, okay, cool. Whatever it is, what it is. I can't do anything about it. You know, yeah. COVID, COVID's got everything all messed up. Thanks, John. Darn you. No COVID. problem. Yeah. Thanks, John. Nice, no nice problem. work. Up up. <laughs> <laughs> well done. But, um, so, so we start getting into, you know, end of, end of October. And I'm like, okay, I still don't have an update. Like, where's my bike? How long do I have? Hmm. And they're like, well, so finally, like literally that same week that I got like last week, um, I had called them and I was like, listen, what's going on? I see that there is a listing for this dealership that has the matte black, this dealership that's got this matte black, blah, 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 this and that. Right. Why? What's going on? Right. Bikes are arriving. Where's mine? Right. Your, your website is showing that you have a ceramic ice coming, but you don't have a matte black. What's going on? So they looked into it and they're like, well, so we're invoiced for these. And, um, but we don't, we don't have them yet. So let me look, let's look into this, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And so they already, they already got the bill, but no bike. Right. So I was like, that's really, that's really damn odd. How do you get a bill and no bike? So they looked and they looked into it and they, and they said, well, my Yam, our, our rep said that, um, Yamaha in their infinite wisdom decided that they are not shipping any of the matte blacks until January. Uh, And at at this point you're still set on the matte black. Yeah. I'm completely set on the matte black. I was like, are you kidding me? Like I literally ordered this five months ago. How is it that they are not sending, they decide, no, no, no. We have customers that order the bike, but they don't get it until at least another couple months. Yeah. We're not going to send you any of those colors. Yeah. I was kind of, I was actually kind of pissed because I was like, well, this dealer has it on their listing and this dealer has it. And I saw this one, I saw this video of this dealer saying they have it and they were in Knoxville. I was like, I was getting ready to just be like, give me my damn money back. I'm going to one of these other dealers. So I, so I went ahead and called them. So I actually called the other dealers and what ended up happening is there was one up in Bowling Green and they said, well, actually the funny thing is about this is that matte black one was actually a pre-order from March. And someone didn't pick it up or no, something had happened to it to where they needed to do some work on it. And the guy ended up 
they ended up getting in uh, one of the intensity whites. And the guy was like, you know what? I'll just take this. So then they ended up getting the parts for the matte black one, put it on, and they had sold it the week prior. Uh. And and they even and even that dealer confirmed that uh, Yamaha was not shipping out the matte black ones until January. And I also got that from another dealer that said that they had that that their website said they had it. And then you started liking blue. Well, I like that's how I fell in love with the bike in the first place. Yeah. So I had to really give myself some like like deep thought, and I was like, "Well, so you, crap." So you just kind of went back to it. Well, yeah, yeah. I kind of went back to it. I was like, "Well, crap." Okay, so here we are. We're getting into flu season. Blah blah blah. COVID's going to make this big old giant spike again. So I have no clue what um, shipping's going to be like again. It's like I'm either going to get this bike, or I'm just going to deal without for months on end, probably. Yeah, I'm going to be into the spring. Right, could be a twenty-one at that point. So I call, so I called up my the dealer I had ordered it from i was like well what do you know about it they're like okay well we should have it by the end of the week and then they ended up so i ended up scratching my eye at work on friday ouch and this was now two weeks ago now yeah two weeks ago now um scratch my eye so i left work early friday to go get my eye taken care of leave the doctors get my prescriptions do all that 4.30 in the afternoon, I get the call. Hey, we got the bike in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, pardon me again? And you're like, let me guess. Two. At 4.30, you're not going to have it ready for me today. <laughs> well, exactly. No, they're not going to have it ready for me today. And neither was I able to go get it. Right. 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 Because my eye was scratched. I was like, okay, well, I'll come see it tomorrow. They're like, okay, we'll put the sold sign on it. So that we don't have anybody, you know, eyeballing it and getting on it and all that good stuff. I was like, cool. Well, that morning, Saturday morning, you know, I told my wife, listen, I have no clue what the shipping is going to be like later on when the bike's supposed to come in that I ordered. So I think I'm probably just going to go ahead and get this bike. She's like, okay, that's cool. So I transferred the money over to my, from the savings uh, into checking. Yeah. I was like, well, let's go get a bike. <laughs> awesome. And I went, looked at it, and like literally turned the corner, saw it down the saw it down the aisle, and I fell in love again. Nice. So wait, so where'd you take the first ride? Uh well, literally that day. Other than that just I back it, home. <laughs> I no, I, that first day I literally bought it and rode it home twenty miles because I had a patch on my eye. Yeah. So I couldn't see out of my right side and it just was completely surreal for one being on a completely different kind of bike two, not being able to see out of my right eye. Yeah. It messes with your depth perception and three that I just spent close to $12,000, you know, after all the dealer Taxes, fees, fees and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. After all that, I was like, it was really surreal that I actually literally just spent all that money on this bike. Couldn't see out of my right eye. And yeah. So did you, did you have any options on it or was it just the MSRP out the door? That's MSRP out the door. Um, I did order a rally seat, which is about 20 mil, about inch and a half taller seat. Um, apart from that, 
any other parts that I got for it, I did order prior. So I spent like since August, I've been ordering part like mm-hmm. just little small bits here and there. So I got LEDs on there instead of the big pumpkins. Um, I got a tail rack from B and B off road engineering. Looks pretty nice. Um, you know, just little bits, nothing crazy. I got, I got a stiffer spring for the rear end. Cause I do know that they, um, sprung that thing for a 140 pound Japanese man. Yeah. Just little bits here and there. Nothing crazy. My next big purchase for it is going to be the luggage. It went. So when's the Alaska trip again? How many years off is that? Still two years off? Two and a half. Okay. So two years to ride it, get accustomed, do some shorter trips as and was I recommended. Do, oh my God. I do have to get accustomed to this thing. So even though I'm in the break-in period, mm-hmm. so I've done 250 miles. I did, was it? Tw- that, so minus that 20, I've d- so now I've done 230 miles this past weekend. I have to get used to how high revving of a bike this is. <laughs> like it's, it's so weird going from a low revving Harley. Yeah. To something that can rev up to 10,000. Yeah. That was a huge, um, I had to reset everything when I went from the Harley to the sport bike is like, you know, your ears got to recalibrate and your sense of speed and the way you ride and just, yeah, like you said, just being able to get to 10,000 without, you know, the, the rods blowing out the side of it is like, you're thinking like, Oh my God, to. something's wrong. Something's wrong. <laughs> you're like, wait, five, six, that ought to be enough. Let's shift here. <laughs> well, you know, and actually they actually have a shift pattern here. Um, so I have the Bible, the Yamaha Tenere 700 in my hands. <laughs> Otherwise known as an owner's manual. Bacon reads the manual. Well, I'm just checking it out, seeing what else there. You know, I trust me. I read the I read this manual before I even bought the bike. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> it's printed out and on your wall. But um, but they're like, yeah, yeah, um, zero to twelve miles. Then you have your first shift. Oh, this is during the break in. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, this just said shift shift pace shift places. Yeah. Right. Because. Let me see here. Let me see if I can find it again. Because I was set up for something else here. What's there it is. Shift points. First to second, 20 kilometers or 12 miles an hour. Second to third, 30 kilometers, 19 miles an hour. <laughs> third to fourth, 25 miles an hour. Oh, geez. You're in fourth year at 25. Right. Fourth to fifth, 31. Fifth to sixth, 37 miles an hour. And from 37 to 129, you stay in sixth gear. There is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you stay in sixth gear. There's no sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. I'm sorry. There's no seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. But what, what are they saying for the break-in? They want, what speed they want you to stay at? Okay. Like well, 5, there's no 000? speed. Well, there's no speed. But here, let me read from you from the Bible. I will drink my beer while you read. Thou shalt never... <laughs> Have more of important period of the life of your engine than the period between one and sixteen hundred kilometers. Mm-hmm. For this reason, thou shalt read thy following material carefully and abide. Since the engine is brand new, do not put excessive load on it for the first sixteen hundred kilometers. 
for thine various parts of the engine must wear and polish themselves to the correct operating clearances. And during this period's prolonged throttling. (laughs) Talk dirty to me. (laughs) Or any operation that might result in engine overheating must be avoided. Oh, no. Therefore, (laughs) thou shalt in thine zero to 1,000 kilometers avoid prolonged operation above 5,000 RPM. Naughty, naughty. Notice after 1,000 kilometers of operation, thine engine juices must be interchanged. (laughs) Along with thine filtering systems. (laughs) From 1,000 to 1,600 kilometers. Avoid prolonged operation above 6,000 RPMs. Oh, you get 1,000 more. Oh, 1,000 more. Prolonged. Prolonged. Oh, yes. Remember, <laughs> four hours or more. <laughs> yeah, do not rev <laughs> your teeth. Do not rev for more than four hours. From 1,600 kilometers and beyond... You may now go full force. Oh, go forth and throttle, my friend. <laughs> go forth and throttle. <laughs> well done. Well done. And Manual thine readings be, by Brother Bacon. <laughs> and thine be compressions 16 1. <laughs> mm. Yeah, compressions 16 1. No prolonged throttling. <laughs> <laughs> compressions 3 4. He who is without oil shall throw the first rod. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Johnny, did he put you to sleep? No, no. I'm just over here enjoying this um, (laughs) chat. Oh, bacon is revved up tonight. I am. Lecture that we're getting about. So break-in's done. 250-ish miles down. Still got to break it in. Too early to... To call uh, any uh, pluses or negatives yet? Um, biggest negative currently is is the seat. Yeah, flat. But bar- that may break. But that may break in some more. You know, it's only been two hundred fifty miles. Um, but I was. I'm also already looking at the rally seat. So right. Apart from that, Just I right. mean, I mean, I get a little bit of wind noise. But the turbulence isn't so bad, so it's not like it's knocking my head around. Right. But it's just wind noise. Almost like... How's the stock tires? Are they uh, predominantly on-road suited or a mix? Uh, well, they're Pirelli Scorpion STRs. Rally. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Pirelli Scorpion Rally STRs. Um, they are an 80-20 tire. Yeah, see, the back one's got some pretty big blocks on it it looks like they got some blocks but they're not meant for mud they're not meant for sand they're not meant you know they're meant for gravel tarmac and your gravel roads kind of i will say the one thing about them is they are a lot louder than i thought they would be with the way people were saying oh yeah they're pretty quiet tires like man dear lord if that's quiet yeah i'm looking at the rear tire there's there's no center line so they're gonna hum a bit yeah they're definitely a hum there's definitely a hum, and I would not be able to tell that with the Dyna. 
And it's funny, the more I look at this, I didn't realize that the the front fender is bolted to the, I don't know what you call those, those four guards? Yeah, four guards, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, well, that, that, that's actually the way they do it with pretty much all new adventure bikes. Because they figure, they figure like, probably about 80% of your riders are going to just mainly keep it on road. Yeah, I just, I didn't think there was enough stability there on that part of the bike because that's all got to float up and down. I don't know what they're attaching it to. No, no, no. That's so I guess they're not just rolling with the wheel, but I mean, what I'm saying is those covers are not just plastic. There's got to be some metal in there, right? There's a little bit in the backside. In fact, that's, in fact, that's what the, uh, little reflectors are hanging on to. And I'm removing that. Oh, I see it on the back. Yeah, I see. So yeah, so it's bolted to the front of the plastic covers, and then I see the metal part that comes up from the back. But it's also bolted. Front. It's also bolted to the bottom lugs of the uh, of the suspension. Yeah, I see it. Okay, now it makes so, sense. I didn't see so that I, part before. Yeah. So one of the um, things that people have been really big worried about is how those uh, how those bolt on to the lugs of the suspension they're like okay well you have a stainless steel bolt holding onto this and if you hit a rock you're going to break the lug on it right holding onto your uh, axle and then your brake caliper is going to fall off because it looks like it's the same bolt well it's a, it's a few different i'll have to show you but i went ahead and bought some uh, nylon ones mm-hmm. that way when i actually start doing some off-road on it I don't have to worry about that. Gotcha. Ah, it's a good looking bike. I can't can't oh, wait to hear about it. Tis a sexy bike, sir. As time goes on. Tis a sexy bike, sir. And I love this damn thing. Right. I'm in, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. So uh any other accessories you didn't mention already that you purchased? Uh, B off road engineering tail rack. Um spring. I'm waiting. I actually, I went through off the road, de.com. Um, they're out of Germany. They're like, they're like a third party seller. So I'm waiting on my, uh, engine guards and my, my chain guide out of them. And, oh, oh, and my, and my hand guards. Oh, they got all kinds of stuff. Look at this. Site. I got, I got some Acerbis, Acerbis, Acerbis. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't. Honestly, nobody really knows how to say it. Some, it's like Senna, or Cena, right? <laughs> like nobody really knows a Cherbies. I've actually heard a Cherbies. So yeah, I've heard a couple different ones, and I think- yeah. So I got some hand guards from them coming in too. So I'm just waiting for all those can come in, put all that on, then I'll be hitting some dirt too. Very nice. Yeah, these guys got some really cool stuff. You gonna do a high mount fender? You think at some point? At some point, yeah. I need to get my luggage first because I am more worried about being able to travel. Yeah, than all that. Than than dirt. Yep, yep. Yeah, you gotta gotta make the trek first before. You yeah, I, I, need, stuff. I need I need to be able to get into the mud before. <laughs> get to the mud, and then I'll wonder about worry about how good I am once I get there. How to get out of it. Indeed. Well, Johnny John, you've known about this for a long time. Any uh, any yeah, thoughts? He's on been holding it. For, he was holding it from you, by the way. 
Yeah, that's what he likes to do. Keep hey, the good I stuff. was told to keep my mouth quiet. <laughs> I was actually surprised. Keep the good stuff from me. I get it. Well, bacon. You asked. <laughs> nah, I wasn't surprised. I do these little things. But Rich figured it out, I guess. Well, it's just it was one on the list. I I was between this and the tiger. I thought the tiger was still pretty close, and it sounds like it was. Just the dealer was a, a donk and douchebag. And that's the way he goes. Yeah, it's uh it's very cool. I'm bacon. I'm glad you're happy with it. He's happy he got it. We'll find out if he's happy with it over time. Oh, oh trust me, I am currently happy with it. He's over the moon. It may be more, you know, I mean, I could just be in that little love phase, but dear Lord, this damn bike is fucking, it's just so nice. There's edit number three. Jeez, Rich, I'm sorry to hear that. Strike three, you're done. (laughs) Cut me off. Cut him off. (laughs) So, Rich, how was your track day? Yeah, Rich, how was track day? Track day was a lot of fun. I am, I'm a little sore though, which I guess is good news, but I... Let's see. I don't, I'm trying to remember if this is six at that track. I think it's either six or seven at this point. But uh, a different track day operator. This one was done with track day winner. So a big shout out to John Cook, the owner, and all the coaches and everybody. Just a fantastic day. Uh, Alan ran there with me as well. Brought his Ninja 1000 and his new track bike. He's got a GSXR 750 that he picked up, all raced out. I think he said it's an 07. So race body work, upgraded suspension, was on slicks and things like that. So he was having a good time getting accustomed to that. So so he's gone to the official track bike now, huh? Well, he still has the Ninja and he ran that, I think, for the last two sessions of the day. But yeah, I think he's he did he does have an, a track only bike now, which is good. That that was sort of my recommendation is, you know, stop flopping back and forth with something that you also ride on the street and, (laughs) you know, just just get one buttoned up for the track and just leave it. You know what? No, he has that one. Isn't that that about what Chris is doing? Yeah. Yeah. Old man Slacker is now looking for a, a track only bike or at least a bike to ride on the track. But I don't know. I go back and forth because I look at it. For example, I'd like to get another bike. Or I'd like to get a newer bike, but I can't justify the money on on something nice and new without also running it on the street. So I think we might just dig into the old R6 this winter a little bit and maybe give the carbs an overhaul and get it back out there. But yeah, anyway, to get back to the reason that I'm sore is the main <laughs> thing. <laughs> uh, 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 well, other than watching late night television. I yeah. Mean- the main thing I was working on was braking because that's where I, I, well, of course, that's where Alan beats me the most, but that's where I think I was, I'm losing a lot of time. That's not the only place, but just late, late, hard braking. Yeah. Just too much coasting and not braking very hard, you know, braking early and just braking easy and not really trail braking all that much into the corner. So this, this track day, that was my main focus was just, you know, find a braking point see where that puts me and then just keep moving it down, keep breaking harder and later to as, as much as I can stand and then start carrying more of it into the corner as well. So it must've worked out because like I said, my arms, especially my triceps are killing me today. Now, two days after the event and 
I also reached a little over 100 millimeters of fork travel, which previously I was only at about 60. So definitely pushing Hitting the front end. Definitely pushing the front end down a little harder. So yeah, and it's it's more than that because I realized I didn't even account for the static sag. So there's another, there might be another 10 mil of static. So I could be closer to the bottom than I think. So I'm thinking next time I go out, I'll just put another round of preload in it just to make sure and we'll start there. So you never actually adjusted that? I did. The last time I was there, I added um, I added a couple to it last time. And then, like I said, I only reached about 60 mil of travel. So actually, for, for how I was breaking last time I was there, it was too stiff. I should have, I should have backed it off a little bit. Um, uh-huh. see. Sounds, sounds like what I'm doing currently with, with my bike. Like, uh, did you see the video I, that, w- that I sent through uh, the Slack? Uh, no. Oh. When was this? It was just in our Slack. Not in, not, not in our general one, just in our Slack. Oh, just in the, the LP. I got gotcha. you. Yep. No, no. So I looked at that video. In fact, there was a still from it. And I looked, I was like, man, that tire is really up high. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I need to set, I need to set up some preload until I get that uh, new spring on. <laughs> Are you talking about the rear one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're, well, bikes like that are usually pretty softly sprung in the rear, aren't they? It's softly sprung, but it's but the whole thing is so this bike was set up with an anti-squat geometry. Okay. So that like when you pull on it, like the idea of as much as that motor is a uh, wheeling machine, it should also fight against it because of its anti-squat. It actually lifts the rear. Okay. But I've sat, I mean, I sit that rear down a lot, like probably about a good two, two and a half, almost three inches. Huh. So you need more spring. So I've got a new spring on it. Well, are you you going to do the front ones for your weight too? Or what are the rate? What's the rating on those? I'm going to see how those react with the new rear spring first before I do anything like that. And they're adjustable anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like no preload, but. Compression rebound, yes. Gotcha. Yeah, so um, let's see what else I want to talk about. So track day winner, like I said, good organization. Uh, John runs a, a great experience, and I, I like the way they split up the groups. So this this sort of harkens back to my my track day I did with Sport Bike Track Time, where they they divided up the novice group into different different smaller groups based on your experience or or your desire to to want to go fast, or maybe you want to, you know, be slower or you're a little more timid, but instead of just everyone out in one big group, this was split up into five different, different groups. So if, if you were you're familiar with the track, you knew you wanted to go fast, you just get in group one, or if it was your first time, or you just wanted to hang in the back, then you could go in group five. And then you had three more to choose from in between. So Alan and I have been there a few times and he's pretty quick and I hold my own. So we jumped into group two which was great. There's just four of us had an awesome day riding. I got time wise. I got within about a half second of my best last time I was out. So speed wise, it was good, but I wasn't working on that. Like I said, I was really only focused on breaking performance. That was my, that was my number one focus. And then second was a little bit of body positioning. Like you said, bacon still trying to drag the knee. So <laughs> we'll see what not happens. Tap it, when- not just tap it. 
we'll see what happens when the photos come back. It it felt better. Alan said it looked good. He said I look good on the bike, so we'll see what the photos say. But yeah, nothing cool. else really um spectacular. You know, just a good day, kept it on the track, kept it upright. I did drop the bike in the pits. That sucked. <laughs> I dropped oh, it off. Man, the stand. you weren't even you weren't <laughs> even riding and you dropped the bike. <laughs> I had taken it was after lunch. I had taken it off the front stand already and it was still on the rear. But I put the kickstand back on the bike because why not? You know, the weight doesn't matter. And it helps a lot to come back and be able to just put it on the kickstand and then I can get off and then put it on the rear stand. So I take it off the rear stand. I realize the kickstand's not down. So I just take my foot, push it forward. I'm like, okay, kickstand down, drop the rear stand, realize Oh, kickstand's not all the way down, bike rolling forward, and it's on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just like the drop and the meetup. It was just this slow speed, like, timber! You literally just experienced what I thought was going to happen. Like, every time I ride my dad's, uh, the Cholo Glide, Yeah, every time. And I know it's the jiffy stand, like you, it gets up into that groove and it has a little bit of movement. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh no, oh no. Oh God. Oh God. It's going to go down. This thousand pound beast is going to go down. Well, and the other thing is, so I run this external GPS unit. I think we've talked about that before. It cycles 10 times a second instead of the phone, which only does one a second. Did it all of a sudden say, oh my God, you're leaning way too far. Well, no, I had put it (laughs) under the passenger seat. And that's locked with a key. So it just, you unlock it with a key, pop it off, put your stuff in there, and then you just slam it back down. So I was holding on the strap for the passenger seat. So as the bike started to tip, I'm like, oh, I got this. No, the seat comes off in my hands because it wasn't latched. It <laughs> <laughs> just hits the ground. And it said, look at the lean angle you had right here. Look at this, 72 degrees. <laughs> wait 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 that's like twice what i can do <laughs> uh well hey, according to the data it was more like 50 so hey there's that and yeah. over 1g of lateral force Ooh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was kind of funny and then we just picked up the bike and off we went but it was just like damn in the pits no oh. And you were off on a weird side of the pits, weren't you? We were on the first row, right right behind the, there's a little uh, gazebo with picnic tables and stuff. We were right on the first row. Why was there so much grass? I don't know. People were kind of spread out quite a bit. I mean, it was a good-sized crowd, but. Well, I mean, like everyone where was, your bike was. Well, it's all, it's all so the, the pit area there is not paved. Oh, okay. Like the road, yeah, the roadways. Okay. The roadways, like in and around the paddock area, is paved, but where you actually set up like your trailer and stuff, no, it's just all grass. Ah. So yeah, I can see what you're thinking. Yeah, from the picture, it looks like we're way out in no man's land, but like, what are you doing? It's like, no more pavement. God, you, Sorry. You must have been the last guy out there. <laughs> no, we were on the front row. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the first, but you look like the last. Well, and they do have some garages too. You can rent garages down there. You know, if you want full coverage and stuff, but I don't know. It's like 70 bucks. That's almost a whole nother track day. I need to get the T7 on track. After running it on some of the corners I did over the weekend, I need to get that thing on the track. Like get you some street tires on there. 
You don't need street tires. That thing grips. You'll see. I will tell you. I will say. I will say that about those tires. Like they are grippy. Yeah. Nice sticky rubber. Yep. So like, yeah, I don't think I have really much nice. else to add there. Just uh, I did get one one shout out by our coach though, which was kind of funny. I thought I was going to get in trouble. So <laughs> the first two sessions of the day, they said we're not going to do any passing. We're just going to do straight lead follow. So in session two, we come up, come onto the front stretch, and our coach reaches back, you know, taps his rear fender, and it's like, okay, that means you tuck in behind him, and then he gives a wave, you know, like waving somebody like by. Get, like get it. So the guy in front of me tucked in, and then he starts waving. He looks back and starts waving. So I'm like, oh, all right, and I just throttle on like it's time to go. And as soon as I passed him, I realized. Oh no, that's not what he meant. Like he just meant we're switching the order to tuck in behind him. So I was <laughs> running second at the time, so he was just switching the order so we all had a chance to run right behind the coach. And I just slowed down and let him go by again, but it was just like, ah, oh, damn. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so then after session, I think it was the fourth session, right before lunch, we come back. This so this is a, a whole session after my oops. We come back and he's like all right, who was on the blue R6? And I raised my hand. I was like, oh, that was me. Slowly. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, oh, damn. No, I'm like, what did I do me. this time? He's Red like, flag me. He's like, man, you were rolling out there. He's like, you had some good pace. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> I'm not a doof. <laughs> well, well, you are a doof. But. Well, yeah, I am a doof, but for that session, I was good. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, okay, I'll give you that one. Uh, I, didn't just, tell you how, I didn't tell you how this was going. I just decided, hey. Yeah. But yeah, you kind of—I kind of took it like accusatory. It's like, hey, who was on the blue R six? Oh, ooh, um, that, that was me, sir. Me, sir. I would like another. <laughs> <laughs> it's like great job. So yeah, I got to find the next one. There's there's a couple opportunities to go yet this year. I don't I don't know if I'll partake, but Track Day winner is also running at uh, Jennings GP the Thanksgiving weekend, and of course there's the Barber one within too, but. That's that's a bit far for a day, and we already talked about that since the the ATP is is full, so we we passed on that. But we'll see. We gotta either do that one maybe to cap off the season and go try the Jennings weekend because he said they actually run it. They run the track in two directions. They run it clockwise and then counterclockwise. Ooh, that could actually be cool. Yeah, and it's a it's a motorcycle only track, so there's there's no cars that run that one to beat it up. It's, it's bikes only. Yeah, so only a bunch of crazy people who can't ride their bikes <laughs> mess it up. Yeah, but cars beat up the curbing and stuff, and especially when they go off the track, they make a mess. And I know yeah. you're not supposed to go off the track, but... <laughs> I was going to say, that's not where you're supposed to be, sir. They call them street tires for a reason. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, we'll go ahead and... You guys ready? We'll thank some people. I've got a little bit of U-turn feedback, and I think we'll shut it down. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So for episode 195, I would like to thank our monthly supporters. That nice list being Tim, Kevin, Chuck, Zion, Dangerous Dave, and Jed's Moto. Thank you all very much for your support. We appreciate it. And if you want to, you can join the list of supporters for show 196. Getting close to 200. 
Or or join the uh, monthly supporters by visiting loudpipes.net slash donate. And where's my button? Okay. Just checking. See bacon. I got to get it. Got to get it ready. Got to do something. One time donations of 10 or more will receive show stickers until the stock is gone. And if you're also interested in a free motorcycle rental day, head over to loudpipes.net slash twisted road. Sign up for that referral program. You'll get a free day. We get a benefit. We turn that into bikes that we rent for the show. Loudpipes.net slash Twisted Road. Twisted Road. Twisted Road. Little U-turn, little U-turn, Brother Bacon. Yeah, yeah. We got some feedback on the King of the Baggers. Oh, did we? King of the Baggers. I had a nice little chat with Brian Honeycutt over on Facebook. A couple of... I guess it was right after the show, and then we had a follow-up a couple days after that. But apparently there were some rules for it that I was able to find later. But they had limited the engine size to 108 on the the Indian side and 131 cubic inch for the Harley side. They had to have stock frames, but other than that, it was wide open. (laughs) Otherwise, do what you wish. Do what you wish, and that's why you saw the turbos. So. But the the Tyler O'Hara thing, he had some insight on that, which I didn't really notice, and maybe they talked about it on the broadcast, but I didn't I didn't realize that. But he had a rear master cylinder leak, so in a sense, no rear brake. So heading into that uh, turn two on on the third lap, just couldn't couldn't weld the bike down, and he was saying he broke he broke so hard that it spun the tire on the front on the front rim, and then off he went on turn two. So the tire's out of balance, comes back on the track, and that's what he was looking at because I, I couldn't figure it out during the race when he was standing up trying to look at the front tire. I was going to say, like, people were saying, oh, yeah, no, there's stuff on the track. I was like, too many people have gone through that bit Yeah, to say that there's anything on the track. Yeah. Well, he was leaking uh, fluid from the rear brake, so there could have been a little on the track, but the smoke, that explains the smoke now. That's what you see coming off the bike is the brake fluid going down on the exhaust. Right. So that makes sense. So appreciate that, Brian. Always good to chat. And I still got to get out to Cali one of these days. Mm. Got to go to Cali. California love. Mm-hmm. Come on, John. <laughs> and one more. Mr. Birch echoes my sentiment. Why the heck not would you allow the Goldwing or the K1600B, which stands for bagger, why not? Because they're not baggers. They're just straight up tours. Hmm. Explain. Are you saying okay. baggers a state of mind? <laughs> like chopper? <laughs> well, no, no, no. Okay. So a bagger could be made into a lot of different things where like, like they can make it into just like a little bar hopper, this and that. You don't do that with a Goldwing. You don't do that with a K1600. No, wait a minute. The standard Goldwing doesn't even have a top case. I don't care. And there is an what is it? The FSB. John, to keep me straight on that, what is that? F six B. Is it a bar yeah. hopping bike? No, but it's it's got the cut down windshield. It doesn't have a top case. It is the epitome of a bagger. It is uh, so, bagger. Rich, no. I called this way. I called a. Does it have? I'm sorry. Does it have boards? Or does it have pegs? Oh, I think it has boards. No, it doesn't. It has pegs. No, it. Do not. Which one? The K16 or the 
Goldwing. The F6B or whatever. Sorry, Johnny, you were talking. Go ahead. Um, I'd probably say I agree that the bet Goldwing should not be in it. Boom. Because I think there's actually is pegs. That's how gold wings are made. They were o- they've only ever been made with pegs. Yep, they have pegs. Now I'll go Street with Glide one. has pegs. Well, why not? No, it doesn't. Cross country in. Street Glide does not have pegs. It has boards. Straight from the factory. Are you sure? Yes. Guaranteed. Look at any model, anytime. They're all boards. I'm going. Gold wing has pegs. Even the Goldwing's technically called a sport touring bike. Even the F6B? Yep. yep. Or whatever it's called? Yes. <clears throat> the Gold Metal Performance Tourer. Hmm. All right. Now, what about the K1600B or the Grand America or whatever the other one they have? Steel pegs, not boards. I think one of them's got boards. I got to get over to BMW. K- the K1600B has... Street Glide, yes, is boarded. So you, that's what you're going to hang your hat on, Bacon? Floorboards? Because um, you, you cannot have Ultimate Cruiser unless you have floorboards. Because here, here's my thought. The term bagger is just slang for a V-twin touring bike. Partially, yes. There, take that. No, no, I'll give you that. I will give you that. <laughs> so the K1600B has pegs. Pegs. What about the Grand America? One of them's got to have floorboards. They might have them as an option. Well, hang on. The K1600 might have, looking at it, might have like highway I thought floorboards. It had a flat floorboard up front and it had mid pegs. Yeah. So that, there you go. K1600B. Have to allow it. It's got floorboards. Nope. But they're more designed for highway riding. Got to do it. not. No, 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 ain't got to do nothing. Where was it made? Got to do it. Where was it made? Bavaria. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not a bagger then. So I'm going back to what I said on the show. You're saying it has to be a V-twin American touring bike. It's got to be a real bike. Yes. It's not a real bike. That is subjective. (laughs) Now, you know, I got to do that. Come from Rich. my background, I got to do it. <laughs> got to jab, jab, jab. Mm, dick, dick. Jab, dick, jab, jab. Go ahead, John. What about the Flying Fortress? Yeah, Bacon. V-Twin. Hmm? Hmm? I'm sorry. How many of those are you selling? <laughs> do they even Who sell? Who cares? Is it, does, it, does it even matter? I think, Ow. I think that's in the irrelevant category. That's exactly correct. And they, they have uh, pegs as well. K1600B. Can you not just show me a picture here? Well, I would <laughs> go with the Moto Guzzi. I would hate to say I'd try to throw the Moto Guzzi in there. It'd be nice to try, to try, but it doesn't work. You know, I think, it, I think it's funny that it has pegs and then like, like <laughs> so Harleys would have floorboards and highway pegs. This has pegs and highway and highway boards. boards. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so weird. I got highway boards, yo. <laughs> well, that's what you get when that's what you get when you have backwards uh, Italians designing things. So, oh, it's an interesting topic on something. They got rid of the Flying Fortress. They named it the MGX-21. Yeah, that's what it was always called. 
But I got rid of the flying fo- name of Flying Fortress. Oh. Now it's called the MGX-21. Yeah, that part was always there. Should have left it the other way. But are Anyways. they still selling it, though? Or are these, are you talking about, like, leftovers? Because I thought they were... No, no it's it on their website. It's on the model. It's on Mortal Gucci's website. So, twenty one nine ninety. dollars That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for a crappy bike. And who was looking at the V85? What do you mean? I gave it a thought. I gave it a thought. You considered that one? The V85? I did. I actually did. I was like, hey, there's a pot. I mean, what if there was a possibility that it actually just, like they did the suspension right and everything on that? I gave it a thought. (laughs) It didn't go past the thought. Hey, V-twin, air-cooled. Well, air and oil-cooled. Shaft drive. Something I know, man. I've gave it a thought. And I still am. I guess a cool looking bike. And I've actually seen a couple on it in the wild. Have you? Yeah. I'd ride it. I don't know what kind of forks they are, but it's got the Brembo brakes. Not a bad looking bike either. Looks very good. I think that's it on the, the bagger feedback. Just wanted to bring that up again. Just why not the other two? I I thought we had stated that, but it's worth kicking around again since people ask. They're European. They're done. <laughs> The cold wing is Japanese, Beck. <laughs> Close enough. Go get They're another all part beer. Of They're all part of that same continent area. So, Johnny John, any riding or anything? Are you uh, you planning any rides? Any big rides in the near future? No, nothing right now. Birthday ride? Got to plan that. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Might work on that. Go to Florida again? Y- you want to go? I'm always down for going to Florida. You ready to get on the bike and go for a ride? You know, I heard there's a nice place to have beer about 800 miles away. Which one? <laughs> there's a lot of places to have beer 800 miles away. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got to think about that. He's like, here's like, here, he's like, here, let me think about a name. So for your, yeah, so for your birthday ride, let's, let's figure something out. Oh. It's always fun Rich, to go out when it's cold. Rich is going to give you a great birthday ride. Mm-hmm. Bring out the redhead. It's on a Thursday, Richie. Oh, that'll be tough. Oh, wait, no, but your birthday is in December. Yeah, it's on a Thursday. Yeah, that'll be good. I'm going to take the last two weeks of the year off anyway, so. Oh, <laughs> take the last two weeks off. It's I'll, it's I'll, be, I'll be so mellow, I won't even know what day it is. <laughs> John will be like, how you doing? I'll be like, how's who doing? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm good. Any events, John? No, we don't have anything on the schedule, do we? No, pretty light. Yeah. Hey, uh, Rich, I see, I see some notes here. Yeah, I hate to say it. It looks like wah, wah. Uh, Isle of Man TT is not looking good. Not looking good for this year. So um, I'm actually actively working on refunds. So I, don't, I just don't have any confidence it's going to happen. Or if it does happen, I think the restrictions to go is going to be overwhelmed way beyond anything i'm willing to tolerate so so yeah just gonna try and get refunds and just call that quits for another year all right and we can work on the 2020 meetup why not right 2020 or 2021 yeah that's it 2021 all right we can do that where where are we going well we need a date and we need a location but before we do that we need to get the mpc rocking and rolling 
So let, let's put some time on that. Wait, the what? Okay. The MPC. Huh? Yeah. Hmm. All right, last call. Brother Bacon, anything? I got nothing. You got nothing. Johnny, you got anything else? No, just congratulations to Bacon on his new bike. It's uh, a, yeah. I know he's been waiting and excited for him. And yeah. yeah. And glad you had a good time at your track day, Rich. Thanks, man. I'm glad you're feeling better. Thanks, man. All right. Notes of this show can be found on the website, loudpipes.net slash one nine five. That's right. Four more shows. And then we'll do something special for 200. I don't know what, but we got, we got to do something. It's been a while since we've, had a live recording or something. We'll have to figure it out. Um, loudpipes.net slash one nine five. We have links there to leave us feedback, which we appreciate subscribe to the show, which is free and links to our social media, which is done by brother bacon. Yeah. And if you found some value in the show, we run a simple value for value exchange. You just return whatever you feel is appropriate at loudpipes.net slash donate. And Hey, leave us a note. We will go ahead and read that on the show. All right, Johnny John. Yes, sir. Kick stands up or pocket break. Roll. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother Bacon. Oh, let's do this. All right. Good morning. Peace. Bye con Dios, folks. Forward slash donate.